0: No disrespect, Luke Walton, but if you didn't use LeBron James in clutch situations, you're probably going to get fired. Before I jump into the NBA, guys, don't forget big game in the NFL tonight Thursday night football. The undefeated Rams 3 0, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley and Company versus. Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs, and the Minnesota Vikings. These are two teams that most people had meeting in the conference championships. So far, the Rams are living up to that. The Vikings, not so much. The key to the Vikings, obviously, they're struggling offensively. That's on Kirk Cousins because he's got all the offensive weapons he needs. Having said that, I didn't pick the Vikings to make the conference championship game. Because I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan. I think at best, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys that's really more of a game manager than people want to admit. But he's one of those game managers that makes a lot of mistakes. And it's usually the big pick or the bad incompletion when you most need it. If you need a third and nine late in the game, he's probably going to throw it seven or eight. Anyway, guys, make sure to check out that game and let me know your thoughts on it. Especially if the Vikings should pull off an upset, and I think that's what it would be if they were to win this game. It means more to them than it does the Rams, because it can turn their season around. As I told you guys yesterday, NBA preseason is right around the corner. It starts Sunday. And we're talking about preseason NBA. We're just getting into the season. And true to form, the NBA is already Talking and projecting about next season, next season's free agents and who might land where or what team. So I started thinking about what about guys that aren't free agents that might get moved? Guys that I think are in that make it, break it or blow it up section. I think there's a couple of cores that fall in line with that. When I look at the Wizards. With John Wall, with Bill, and Otto Porter, that's a solid threesome. Talent-wise, John Wall has superstar talent, and Bradley Bill is a perennial all-star who can shoot from anywhere on the floor and put it on the deck. Otto Porter is a solid third option. I actually think, if all things being said, he's probably better set to be a fourth option, and maybe that'll change with the addition of D12, I doubt it. But with the addition of D12 and Austin Rivers, along with Jeff Green, who's proven himself to be better as a rotation player rather than a starter, I think these acquisitions, along with the core they already have, obviously the Wizards are all in. And I think that anything less than a deep playoff run, and they're going to blow this up. Or if should they get off to a slow start, they're going to look to blow this up. And I think if the Wizards look to blow this up, The first guy that's going to be moving on is going to be their very best player, and that's John Wall. John Wall is as gifted a point guard as there is in the NBA. No, he's not the best shooter, but because he's so dynamic attacking the basket, because he's so dynamic getting to the rim, it offsets his lack of a consistent perimeter shot. The problem is with John Wall is he's not a leader. And more times than not, when you need him in those high leverage moments, in money time, he doesn't show up. I like Bradley Bill as a second option, but maybe Bradley Bill needs to be a second option somewhere else. I really do think this team right here, as they're constructed, they're definitely in the make it or break it category. Right next to them, the Toronto Raptors. There's no way you go all in and you trade a guy who loved being in your city. He loved everything about Toronto, everything about the organization. I'm talking about DeMar DeRozan. You go all in and you trade for Kawhi Leonard, who we can all agree is a better all around player. There's no guarantee Kawhi wants to be there. But even if he does, remember Kyle Lowry, solid player, but he is going to be 32 years old. He seems to be someone who's on the other side of his prime. Serge Ibaka, who's not that old. He's only 29. But if you look at Serge Ibaka and how his game has evolved and how he's played, he seems like somebody that's raging or has it raging, maybe he is raging, aging rapidly. Ibaka's getting further away from the basket. He has less of an impact defensively. His rebounds are down to six a game. And he's basically become a stretch four. But I think that his overall impact doesn't give the Raptors great value. The very best version of Serge Ibaka is the Serge Ibaka that was impactful on defense. The great help defender, the great weak side shot blocker. This current version, I definitely think he's going to be in the move. The one key, the key, the guy that I think is ascending, who's evolving into a really talented player is the guy from last year, a young man named Fred Van Fleet. I think what Van Fleet was able to do coming off the bench, playmaking and shooting, he shot over 41% from behind the arc. He gives them a lift. I think he's the key because if he can build off of his rookie season, he might be the key along with what we see from a Kawhi Leonard. Remember, Kawhi is the mystery. We know what Lowry's going to do. We know what Ibaka going to do. If you get... MVP caliber Kawhi Leonard. I think this Raptors team could surprise people. I know some people already have them in the conference finals. I'm not doing that because I don't know what version of Kawhi you're going to see. I also don't know if Lowry and Ibaka are going to continue to look like they're fading in terms of their overall production. Again, I think Toronto's definitely in the make it or break it category. The third team I have in make it or break it. And I know a lot of people disagree with me because they finished third in the West last year. Portland Trailblazers. CJ McCallum, great, great two guard. Shoots from range, can put it on the deck. He's very similar. His skill set is very similar to Bradley Bill's. Damian Lillard is that dynamic a player as there is in an NBA. Big shot maker and taker. Never lacks for confidence. Love Damian Lillard. But. Once you get past those two guards, they have a solid center who's only 23 years old when you look at Nurkic. Nurkic is only 23. He gave you 14 and 9 last year. I think for them to repeat, to get back to the third seed, his game has to elevate. You have to get more for Nurkic. I think 14 and 9 has to become 18 and 12, and he has to be more of a force defensively. But when you're Fourth and fifth best players are Aminu and Evan Turner. And the addition of LeBron James into the Western Conference, not to mention the ascending. And I keep calling them ascending because they are that young core in Denver, along with Utah, with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I think the Blazers take a step back. And at some point they're going to have to break up that team. No one wants to give up Damian Lillard. You might have to give up CJ McCallum. As far as individual players who could be on the move. I think all of these guys are candidates. Eric Bledsoe, Milwaukee, talented player. He could be an elite two way player. If he ever locked in and was consistent. The problem is we're years into his career. And consistent is not really in his DNA. Kimball Walker, He's kind of in that Kyrie, Damian Lillard mode, can break you down off the dribble, can shoot with range, can finish around the basket, but I would say he's a lesser version of both of them. I think Kimba's a talent, but I don't think Kimba on a title contender is your first or second best player. I think at some point, Michael Jordan in the brain trust at Charlotte have to make the hard choice. It's a tough choice because Kemba actually wants to be there. But for them to actually get better and actually do a legitimate rebuild, they're going to have to move him. Reggie Jackson in Detroit. When he was a backup in Oklahoma City, you could make the argument, and it's not even an argument. Actually, I'll go as far as to say when he was a backup, I think Reggie Jackson was by far the best backup point guard in the NBA. But as a starter... With an $84 million contract, with the high expectations, I think Reggie Jackson has just played like a very overpaid backup point guard. He has talent. He doesn't have superstar talent. He's athletic, but athleticism alone doesn't make you a productive player. I think that Reggie Jackson is going to be moved should the Pistons get off to a slow start. And really, when I look at their overall talent and their makeup and who's their best player, they're going to get off to a slow start. He's definitely going to be somebody in the make it or break it or move on. Definitely going to be moving on. I have Kevin Love on this list, not because I don't expect Kevin Love to have a good season. I actually expect Kevin Love to average around 20 points a game and 10 rebounds. I'm looking from 20 and 10, maybe three or four assists from Kev this season. I think he'll have a productive year. I don't know if he'll have a productive enough career, a, a season to keep the Cavs from being in the Dweller. I think the Cavs are going to be one of the bottom Dweller te- teams in the East. But I do think Kevin Love's trade value, because of the numbers he will put up, teams will look at him as a piece that they could acquire, and Cleveland will get some calls. I think Kev's going to have a good year. I also think at the same time, he's not part of the Cavs' future. This is kind of a shocker for a lot of people. But in my opinion, I'm just saying, I'm just putting out the facts. Al Horford has been a rock. He has been the leader of the Boston Celtics. He's a great, sol- he's a great two-way player. Great help defender. He's a versatile big who you can run your offense to. He can stretch the floor. Great passer. He does it all, but he's going to be 32 years old and he's going to be looking for a, a big contract. And the problem with that is Kyrie's a free agent and Kyrie's going to be looking for a max deal. They've got money. They don't have enough money to pay them both. That is a reality. I don't see Boston and they're not going to max out Al Horford either. Talented guy. But you're talking about a 32 year old guy who averages around 14 and eight for his career. 14-8 and eight is solid. He's productive. He's not a superstar. I think no matter what happens this year, this will be Al Horford's last season with the Celtics. And last on this list, I've got Jabari Parker for obvious reasons. Talented, gifted scorer. Still a young player. But Parker, I think in some ways, might be playing for his career. Because if he can't make it, or at least show he can be depended upon in terms of durability and productivity in Chicago. I I think he'll become a journeyman and maybe more than that, maybe teams won't want to take a chance on him. The key for him is let's start with the beginning. He's got to remain healthy. And if he can remain healthy, he's got to show the promise that he showed the year before last when he was averaging over 20 points a game. He's a gifted talent. But injuries have slowed and and, and kind of derailed his career path. I think Jabari Parker's career, his future as an NBA player, at at least as somebody who could ask for $10 to $12 million, I think that's on the line. I got time for three Facebook questions, guys. I'm going to read them for you. Omar asks, what are your thoughts on LeBron not playing with his new teammates in the preseason? Omar, my thoughts are LeBron James takes care of himself better than any player that's ever played the game. He's in year 16. He knows how to prepare himself mentally and physically better than anybody that's ever played the game. So if he's not playing in the preseason as a fan of the game and as a Laker fan, I'm good with that. The younger guys need the work. This guy he has been there, done that. Smart move by the Lakers and by LeBron. Teddy says... How come Kevin Durant's always whining? Now he's whining about not getting more consideration for Defensive Player of the Year. Well, Teddy, I'm with you. Katie's a great player, and he took his defense to another level. He was terrific. He was a great help defender and a solid one on one defender. And he should have gotten some votes, but he shouldn't have won the award. So if he's complaining about winning the award, I'm not sure why he would do that. He's a very good defender. He's not the best defender. He's not even one of the top four or five defenders, but he had a really solid season on that side of the ball. He got a lot of praise for that. He made I think he made second team all NBA defense. Take that run with it, man. But more importantly, KD, my advice to you, man, stop getting caught up in the comment sections and social media because it seems to be eating you alive. Bethany. I'll get his his name right. I don't want to tear it up. Bethany asks, what are your thoughts on Bill Cosby? This is a serious subject. My thoughts are real simple, Bethany. If you are convicted of such a heinous crime like he was convicted of, then you deserve to to serve time like any other criminal that was convicted of that crime. Point blank. Hey, guys, we're going to get into my top 20 NBA free agents for 2019 we'll talk about the football game tomorrow and I'll make some picks on the NFL for the weekend it's Decipher cipher next time